When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 2 of the award-winning Stars in Your Ears! Coming to you live from our home on this desert island. Where we're having a bit of a redevelopment. Come on boys, the sun's going to set soon. We have to get this done before we lose daylight. We know, Jess. We're working as fast as we can. I'm only thinking of you guys. If this doesn't get done before the sun sets, we're all in trouble. Jess, if that's a shelter they're building, it looks a bit odd. Oh, they're not building a shelter. That's phase two. Phase one is a statue of me. Of course it is. And why is that phase one over, say, where we can sleep safely at night? Oh, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. You're not going to answer me, are you? I'm not, no. Aren't you boiling in that tuxedo? I am quite warm, yes. Why don't you take it off? I might loosen my bow tie, but when we're rescued, and we will be, I want to look my best. I don't think sweating in a suit full of sand is making you look your best, mate. Even so, Jess, that statue is far too big. Do you think? I think she looks wonderful. Are those coconuts supposed to be your... Yes! We found the hairiest ones we could. Just to make it realistic. And they are. Thanks, boys. She looks beautiful, especially in this light. Michael, you can start the show now. Oh, great. I've always wanted to record a podcast in the dark. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen. And statues. And statues. Please join me in welcoming the person whose statue plaque I'm reading this off. The... Queen of the island, the beauty of land and sea, the woman of a thousand voices, give or take, impressionist, singer, comedian, star of spitting image, and award-winning podcaster. Please welcome Jess Robinson! Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review or I'm coming for you in a canoe. Fingers down to the bone. I've lost my due to leprosy. I found it. I dropped it. I'm moving Welcome to the show. You're gonna hear sounds in your ears. There's no better place to go if you wanna get stuff in your ears. Stuff in your ears. Stuff in your ears. statue's been built, what's next on the list? Might I suggest shelter? Guys, I've had a great idea. We should build shelter! Yes! What? That's a great idea. Aye, well done, Jess. Unbelievable. So, what I thought we could do here is really explore the space, probably knock down those trees, go open plan. We're outside. Put in a kitchen island. An island on an island. How novel. Maybe sand the flooring. It is sand. And then just build up six, maybe seven stories tall. You boys could have the basement, and we'll get a lift of some sort. Probably hire a lift operator. Oh, maybe there's a chimp around who could do it. Or kitch. And then the jobs are good and. How long do you reckon that would take? 20 mins? 15 mins? Kitch, do you want to be site manager? 
I'd love to, but I'm banksman on another job at the minute. I'm going to be chocker for the next six weeks. Oh, that's a shame. Rob? Sorry, same. I'm drawing up the blueprints for Kitch's extension. His extension? Yeah, I built a place across the way there. Casa Kitchen. Just a little semi. That's where me and Rob stayed last night. What? Oh, no, nothing happened. We just spooned. You know. It was really nice. Cute! Can I come? Sleepover? Of course. More the merrier. Oh, what can I bring? Just yourself. Actually, some drinking water and any food that you've managed to forage. Avoid those red berries from that tree there, though. They go right through you. I say that from experience. I'll start searching now. Sorry, let me get this right. We crashed on this island and you built a shelter which is about to have an extension and you didn't tell me about it, which has led to me sleeping the past two nights on the sand like some kind of wild animal snack, fearful for my life. Yeah, that's about the gist of it. Uh, Do you want to come round? I mean, I would have invited you, but I didn't think it was your sort of thing. You didn't think shelter was my kind of thing? No. Why? You're wearing a tux. What's that got to do with anything? Well, it just seems like you're too good to slum it with us. We thought you'd be out playing cocktail piano somewhere. It's why we're building an extension. Thought you'd come and join us if it felt a bit classier, you know. Oh. Oh, Kitch, I'd I'd love to. Wonderful. BYOB. Bring your own bog roll. Deliveroo, jump off a cliff, just eat, and fuck off farm drop. Queen Jess has come up trumps again. I told you not to eat those red berries. I haven't, but I have found something better. What is that? Found a wild boar. Managed to stun it using our British Podcast Award. Wow. I can't really see anything. It's too dark. Are you sure it's a boar? Not really. Shall we eat it and see? I don't think it wants us to eat it. Of course it doesn't. It knows it's delicious, probably. Or it's a vegan. God, they love lecturing people, don't they? I think it's saying help. Yeah, Jess, I I don't think that's a boar. What makes you say that? Because from this angle, well, under the moonlight, it looks human. That's just hunter's remorse, Michael. Come on, kill it. Put it out of its misery. But it's wearing a T-shirt. Trick of the light. Kill it. It's wearing stretched denim. I'm hungry. It says I'm not a ball. You're just hearing voices again. Kill it. It's, it's not, not a ball. It's...
know, just something really low key. I'm going to play that every time I enter a room now. Honestly, Please we're going to give it to you and we think that you should. A hundred percent. Would How would it go down if you played that as you walked into the House of Commons? Um, well, but as you're not allowed to wear trainers, uh, I'm thinking it's probably, you know, having a theme tune to enter to. I think it would improve proceedings. That could be the first. <laughs> so there is a there is like this thing that goes on to the the sort of the sound feed when you're watching it online or you're watching it on the parliamentary channel and it is just like this is the parliament channel this is the parliament channel like that um and i think that would be a massive improvement on this is the parliament channel so. <laughs> i think it would I think it will, but we won't. We won't write them for anyone, you know. Resmog does. <laughs> very, very flattered. No. It's, uh, it's a good job that university rhymes with policy. I know, right? <laughs> oh, there's so, a really so, so. wonderful, wonderful little website called Rhyme Zone, which I spend a lot of time on. <laughs> oh, you totally ruined the illusion. Is that how people write songs? No, like, absolutely <laughs> not. Actually, no, not talented people. <laughs> for me and my mediocre ways. Um, welcome to Stars in Your Ears, Jess Phillips. Hey, welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you so much. You're, I think, probably the first proper person we've had on the show. <laughs> but let's not tell anybody else or any of our other guests that. Um, uh, I think probably we should people first. People aren't as funny, though, are they? So no, it might be terrible disappointment. I don't think you already are uh, exceeding all my expectations. Um, so uh, we, we should first address the elephant in the room, which is that I am currently playing you on mm -hmm. Spitting Image. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a very dodgy <laughs> caricature, to be honest. But how do you feel in general about being imitated? I, I mean, I don't mind it at all. Um, uh, in fact, I really, really like it. I think it's uh, when I was told that I was going to be on Spitting Image, I literally, honestly, I was so chuffed. Um, I was really like and Caroline who works in my office um, when I was on a Zoom call with them doing a team meeting and I told her and she she literally was like that's it we can we can pack up we we don't need to do any more work this you're is significant it. enough to be made into a puppet she was just she was just like this is it you've made it this is the the beginning middle and end but um, and when people uh, mimic me so I've been on like dead ringers a couple of times yeah um, I, I am always really uh, weary of um, the, the people doing a Birmingham accent um, because very, very few people no, no pressure, Jess <laughs> um, very few people do it um, that accurately it's like in it, it like i mean just watch peaky blinders if you want to know what we don't sound like <laughs> yeah, yeah. really can oh, you gosh, oh dreadful. wow so uh, i think i've still got quite a way to go can you can you give us um a, a really brummy phrase that we could practice or okay. can you teach us teach us yeah so um i mean people in birmingham just say all, all right for everything and uh like all right is the highest form of praise. All right. Uh, all right. So it also it means hello as well as um, goodbye. It means hello, goodbye. It's a bit like chow, but also it is like my husband. If you were to say to him, "Do you love Jess?" He'd say, "Oh yeah, she's all right." Um, <laughs> and that would mean like 
she's my world. <laughs> um, so we're quite a sort of down-playing people. I always think that if Birmingham had a uh, like a tourist tagline, it'd be like, come if you want. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you pass in, you'd be welcome. Um, but what we, I mean, the things that we so the things we, we say, like, tarara bit, that's how you say goodbye. Tarara bit. Tarara okay. bit. Tarara bit. So that's it. There you go. You've got it. Oh, that means not, goodbye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't beat yourself up. And don't put too much pressure on yourself. No, you've done um, it for me. Okay. <laughs> um, but we don't say like all of the things that people think that we say are largely based in the black country. Um, so bab. We say bab. Oh yeah, we say oh, bab fine. all the time. If you just say bab constantly, um, and you say uh, for baby, you say yeah. babby. 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 And so if, like, my mum would have described my children as the Babby's Bab. (laughs) (laughs) We also, there's loads of words that I didn't realise that we said that I thought were just in the English language until I went to university. And then I was like that. I didn't realise it was colloquial. Like, we say the word gamble. um, which means forward roll. But I was taught that at at school. Like, I... That isn't like... What, so you'd be doing gambols in the playground? You'd be doing a gamble, you'd be gambling. But because we've got the <laughs> Commonwealth Games coming here, I, I, the, the commentators better say gamble. <laughs> Can you rename all of the different things, all of the different games? Yeah, Can you make them exactly. prominent? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Tararabit is a thing. And Babby. Babby. That's the Babby. Tararabit. Tararabit. I mean, you get there. You've got to look at Welsh. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that people, when they mimic my accent, like when like people just do it in sort of normal life, they go really either Welsh or Liverpudlian. It is hard not to go Liverpudlian. Mm. Yeah. Or I was doing you the other day, and I went Australian. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it all goes wrong. Also, I have a really deep voice. Um, yes. I wanted to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, I have a really deep voice from years. I started smoking when I was 10. Um, so that <gasps> probably is the reason. I was going to ask if you've always been that way or if it was a lifestyle choice. <laughs> yes, it was definitely <laughs> a lifestyle choice. I thought at the age of 10, what I really like it is for people to mistake me for a man for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so I smoked fags, but also I had um, operations on my vocal cords when I was a kid. Did you? Um, yeah, so I had really, really severe laryngitis for many, many years. I was in a choir when I was a kid. and um, In the bases? Voice, um, <laughs> yes. Um, and I had to, my voice goes very regularly because I have poorly vocal cords. So that's another reason that my voice is deep. And I thought to add on to that, yeah, I'd smoke 20 Benson a day for the entirety of Brilliant. my teens and 20s. I thought, this is the way to really hammer this home. Um, <laughs> so that is why my voice is really deep. But people frequently on the phone think I'm a man um, and call me Jeff. I get Jeff quite a lot as well, but, but not through people thinking I'm a man, just through people mishearing I don't know what. But that's amazing. So if, you, if someone was learning to do an impression of you, what three words would you use? use to describe your voice then deep yeah and sing-songy yeah it is Mm. it's got a nice lilt hasn't it Goes um, like that. Like I went to Holland. My brother used to live in Amsterdam, and I find that they sound a bit brummy to me because they're like, like in the sort of yeah. undulation. Yeah. A yeah. bit like people in Birmingham are a bit sing-songy. Yeah, I like that. I think the depth of your voice 
gives you a bit of automatic gravitas. And I wanted to ask you, when things get all crazy in Parliament and everyone's shouting over each other, I know that loads of female MPs in the past have been dismissed as, you know, sounding hysterical or being mocked for screaming when their voices are literally just higher than the blokes in the room. And Mm -hmm. and then they're just like everybody else trying to be heard. Have you ever had any personal experience of that? I mean, I uh, get told off for shouting quite a lot. I am one of the shoutiest members of Parliament. I am <laughs> incapable of... Um, and, like, this is often this uh, rhetoric that gets put out, especially about female um, MPs, like, oh, it's not an environment that women like as much because it's so shouty and a bit boisterous, and I just oh, think I am, I am entirely one of the worst people. Um, and, I mean, it's, so it's really hard not to shout, like, just like really bad swear words at times um, have you ever dropped the seagull yes <laughs> oh, oh, wow. um, i mean i had to sit opposite george osborne for ages do you know what i mean oh, uh, yes i remember but john burko uh, when he was the um the speaker I remember this one occasion, and it's, uh, I mentioned George Osborne because of this, because it sticks out in my mind. It was on. It was either the autumn statement or the budget. It was the one where he held up the little red book that John McDonnell gave him. Well done, right. John McDonnell. Like, everybody was, like, shouting, and it was the chamber as it normally is uh, for an event like that. And John Burko stood up and said, like, if anyone shouts anymore, I'm not going to pick you to speak. And I was like that, you know, really, really shouting. And then he just <laughs> picked me straight away because he just really liked me. I mean, I think... It was just it's just favouritism, so I sort of got away with it, but the new speaker less keen, I think, on the shouting. Right. right. What, what what do you think about the way that women are treated? Is it very different the way that women are treated in Parliament? Yeah, it is completely different. But I mean, for years, so like people like Harriet Harman um yeah. have had to while when she was elected when I was two uh, so in like 1983 they had to have uh, a different way of showing gravitas they had to be serious they had to be constantly serious because they wouldn't be taken seriously and so there is this sort of there was this element of women politicians having to be really really serious whereas men are much more allowed actually I mean the standard for comedy in the House of Commons is literally <laughs> the lowest of the low. And, and sometimes people will make a joke. I don't know, I've seen some dodgy Edinburgh shows. Everybody will laugh, and I just think, I, don't, I genuinely don't get that. I don't know why anyone is laughing at this. Um, but, um, the, the, but women weren't, aren't given that same space, definitely, or yeah. certainly weren't given that same space because you have to be taken, you have to be taken seriously because you've got to jump over that bar. I definitely don't uh, feel that I can't make jokes and uh, be irreverent about the place, but that's only because those women did all that work for all those years to, for women to right. be taken seriously, that I'm allowed to shout and scream and um, be uh, funny if I want to. Yeah. Yeah, women are definitely still treated differently. Women are still expected to, when they speak in the House of Commons, they are expected, I think, to, to have a different standard to the men still today. Mm. Mm. so hard isn't it because women that have been called shrill 
or being called nags or fishwives or you know yeah, for, for you, speaking with the same power but a higher yeah. voice also you will get they very very gendered language no one has ever referred to like one of my male colleagues as uh, to told them to check their tone my tone gets <gasps> policed all the time does it uh, yeah but once by pretty patel she said i don't like your tone and i was like well oh. i don't like rape so live with my tone yeah um like whatever yeah and i've had male politicians going like shh putting their fingers on their lips and being like shh oh my God. and doing this like oh calm down like oh. sort of thing to mm. which i just was like did you just tell me to be quiet i was like don't shush me and i don't i don't wait for proceedings to stop i will intervene at that point i also yeah. was told uh, a male politician i was like you're not my dad <laughs> <laughs> don't get to tell me to be quiet Hi, Jess here. Do you love us? Because we love you. If you do love us, it would be really cool if you would donate to us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson, you can donate £5, £10, £20, £1,000, and it will help us keep making these things and you will get some lovely stuff from us like free tickets to live shows, bonus content, a hug from me. I shouldn't say that really. Mum told me I shouldn't hug strangers. But still, you're not my strangers. You're my friends. You can get a private masterclass. You could get a song written for you or a mate or your mum. What I'm saying is go to patreon.com forward slash Jess Robinson and donate to us. You can make a one-off donation if you like. And in return, you will feel great about yourself and get nice things from us. And we will love you. We will be best friends forever. Yeah? Thank you, bye. Stuck in your ears. So when you're making speeches in Parliament, do you ever do you get nervous? No. Um, I have a really weird um quirk where I'm nervous after something has happened. Right. Um, <laughs> the adrenaline sort of catches up with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It catches up with me at that mm. point. Uh, I used to be nervous, but like anything, you should be practising it. It yeah, gets yeah. easier. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, uh, I always feel like also after the fact of saying something this is this is definitely because of the sort of culture of media is i think i will go over the things that i said especially the things that i said off the cuff um, yeah. that i'll think oh fuck that's the thing that's going to come get back out and get yeah, me yeah, yeah, that's yeah hard. like you know so afterwards i often feel um like oh god like but no not before i never feel nervous when i stand up to speak but i tend not to speak about things i don't know about lots of members of there's sort of different ways of being a member of parliament and there are some of them that are just total political animals who stay in the chamber all the time and will speak about literally everything from like hedgehogs to like <laughs> nuclear defenses um, and uh, i don't i don't do that i only i only speak when i've got something to say do you know what i mean like yeah. i will like i have to be quite cross to stand up in the house of commons and say something and so that is what powers me through and i don't uh, i don't feel nervous particularly now so how does it feel to be the voice not only for your constituents but also for so many women who don't have a platform to speak for themselves I mean, it feels pretty ace, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels like... I, I remember in the first year of being elected, being like, God, I've been saying this stuff in the pub for ages, and now people, like, write it down when I say it. <laughs> like, this is, this is amazing. Um, it feels... It, it 
it does, I was about to say, I was about to lie. I don't know, what, I was about to give you a load of platitudes. I don't know why I was going to do that. <laughs> but like I was going to say, it feels like a burden of responsibility. And, 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 and you know, that is sort of partially true yeah um uh, and it's a privilege these are the things you have to say yeah um that I've been taught to say um but it just feels like power and um I like that I like mm-hmm. fe- the feeling of the power um that it gives me and it when people come up to me and are like you know you're the reason that I can keep going or thanks very much like a lot of um the people I speak to are people whose families um whose daughters or sisters have been murdered yeah and they will get in touch with me and just be like thank you so much and that is like you know it's motivating as much as it's you know I'm talking often talking about hard subject matters but yeah it's motivating so I like it I like the power that when I speak people will listen that's why I went to parliament not for Mm. not for lols (laughs) wow (laughs) there's not many lols not many lols no not so many lols in Westminster well let's have some now (laughs) let's do some let's do some I'm going to give you some quick fire questions now okay okay which MP has the poshest voice? Oh, there's one whose surname is Drax. Can't remember it. For, think of his first name, but he's almost inaudible. <laughs> <laughs> like he, when he speaks to me, there's like you know, like a delay. Like we're on a long Skype call from a distance. I'm like, I think this is what you've said. Okay. Uh, it was just yeah. so slow. Robert Drax. I think his name is Robert Drax. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look him up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which M- Which one? Which MP has the loudest voice? Kevin Brennan uh, has a very loud voice. He is uh, Welsh, but I'm gonna say me. Yay! <laughs> which politician has the most irritating voice? Oh, without question, Gavin Williamson. <laughs> oh, God. It's like your skin crawling. <laughs> Which MP's voice makes you zone out whenever they start speaking? Most of them. Uh, oh, God, there is some really boring ones. Liam Fox. He's oh, Liam very Fox. boring to listen mm. to. Oh, God. Last question. Am I right to imagine that Boris Johnson smells of Old Spice shoe polish and pork pies? <laughs> it would make him considerably more interesting than he is in real life, I'm afraid. <laughs> he doesn't really smell of anything, I don't think. I've never noticed him being fragrant or re- <laughs> repellent. Um, he's he, he, he. It's hard to get close to him, though, not because he's the Prime Minister, though, but because if I approach him to chat with him, he literally jumps backwards. Does he? <laughs> um, <laughs> in horror. Um, That's so funny. He's, um, he's, much, he's nothing at all the way that he presents himself at all. Right. At all. Uh, and I, I, I don't know whether this makes him more appealing or less appealing, but he is awkward in real life. Very, very awkward. What percentage would you say of people, of MPs in the House of Commons are real people, normal, would you say? You know, a, a much bigger like, percentage like than you think. Much bigger percentage than you think. Oh, really? Uh, that's yeah, good. yeah, 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 oh, that's, yeah. That's much reassuring. More. I, I would say ninety um, percent of members of parliament go there uh, to do the right thing and change the world and make the world a better place. Without whether <gasps> you agree with the way that they think it should be made better or not, they yeah. do do it mm. with. Um, they do it with. 
the right heart uh, in most cases. No, most most of them are normal, and they just like drink cups of tea and. That's reassuring. And, like play with their kids at the weekend, and you know, most of them are like that. That's reassuring good to, know. to know. That is mm-hmm. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jess's impression session. Jess Phillips, it's time for your impressions lesson. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rubbish. At, I'm so I can't even do an accent. My husband's like, "Are you meant to be an Indian?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Geordie. <laughs> That's a common one, though. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm going to teach you how to do an MP with a very distinct voice, like yourself, although. Um, quite different it's Theresa May now before we start can you tell me did people used to mimic her in the bar after prime minister's questions and, and stuff like that um I mean people not as much as Boris gets mimicked I would say really okay. uh, yeah well Boris is really easy though isn't he my, yeah, my, yeah. my younger one who's my youngest son who's on uh, the sofa having a day off school because he's ill he does an absolutely bang on Boris Johnson <laughs> oh, yes. amazing absolutely pitch perfect I, I, I would go and get him but he will not perform for you because <laughs> he's nearly he's 13 and yeah. you will get nothing out of him but um, yeah no but I don't know that people actually mimicked her voice so much her dancing people... <laughs> oh yeah definitely her dancing <laughs> and the coughing <laughs> yeah that was bad so with all, all the impressions lessons on this uh-huh. series I like to break down the voice into a few easy steps and then by the end of it we'll both be doing a really ropey impression which sounds vaguely passable at best Okay. so the first thing you've got to do to be Theresa May uh-huh. is um, you've got to take your voice to the mid register so for me that means going a little bit lower and you uh-huh. need to go a little bit higher and hopefully we'll meet uh-huh. we'll meet in the middle Um so, in your mid-register, could you say, welcome to my voice coalition? <laughs> welcome to my voice coalition. Lovely. <laughs> so, the next thing you've got to do is put on your best Westminster accent. So, we've got to get the vowels. So, oh. in, in your Brummie accent, how would you say A-E-I-O-U? A-E-I-O-U. And now, can you do it like Mary Poppins? A. E-I-O-U. Oh, that's very, very good. Nice. Very good. Oh, do you know who you sound like? Mariella Frostrup. Oh, fine. I've got to talk to her later. Oh, lovely. Well, there you <laughs> go. You can, there's one impression voice. in the bag. E-I-O-U. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Could you try a sentence with that, that Mary Poppins-esque voice? Mm. I'm just going to paste it into the chat there. Oh, my God. Jacob Rees-Mogg likes to eat cake in the bath. In the bath. In the bath. There you go. Beautiful. Fantastic. (laughs) So your voice is now, so you're in the middle range, you've got the accent. Mm -hmm. The next thing we've got to do is go a little bit nasal. So (laughs) could we say strong and stable? Strong and stable. Very good. (laughs) And now with your um, nasal voice, you've got to add a bit of a sore throat. Brexit (laughs) means Brexit and we're going to make a success out of it. I can't do the nasal bit, I think, is the bit that I find hard. Brexit means Brexit. Yes! This is 
brilliant. Excellent. It's amazing who else comes out when you're trying to find someone. I once did a re I was trying to do Hillary Clinton once and I ended up just for a moment doing the most accurate Trevor McDonald. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it happened, and I've never been able to do it since. How um, funny! It's like the Exorcist. These voices just come out sometimes. <laughs> um, so now, um, if we've got we've got the nasal voice and we've got the sore throat, could you add a cough in as well and try uh, this sentence here? David Cameron. <laughs> so I just sound like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> David Cameron <clears throat> didn't leave me any cough sweets. Very good. <laughs> That's I just brilliant. sound like a posh Cookie Monster. No, you sound ex- well. Maybe so does Theresa May. Maybe. So for your finale, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like you with the coughing, <laughs> with the nasality, <laughs> the mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, sore <laughs> Could you um, read us this? lovely phrase as Teresa you can dance you can jive having the time of your life see that girl watch that scene digging the dancing queen very good remember to say dancing 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 queen Excellent. Fabulous stuff. Jess, where can people keep up with all of the things that you're doing? I mean, Twitter, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, just the Parliament channel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who want more of your glorious voice, you've got your po- you've got a podcast, haven't you? I have got a podcast. Can you tell us about it? Yeah. So it's it's sort of like it came from uh, the lockdown. Um, yeah. And I I had this just horrible uh, day. Uh, so in my constituency, in the first lockdown, had the second highest death toll, and so in Europe uh, by that. Um, standard because obviously the UK suffered worse than most places mm. uh, and I had this woman lovely uh, northeastern woman who um, who had basically locked herself in her house uh, because her, she had been exposed to the virus and her husband had been taken away and she'd put him in an ambulance and never seen him again that was oh literally the last God. time she ever saw him and he died <gasps> suddenly and she was so frightened um, about exposing her children to the virus that she basically sort of locked herself um, in her house and her kids were getting in touch with me and I was speaking to her on the mm. phone a lot trying to sort of get her through it and I just uh, on that day I was just like I'm going to just write a letter to my husband um, and my children to just in case this happens to us like you could just get carried away and no one will you know and you just don't know what's going on yeah. and so I wrote them uh, a letter in case of that happening and I told my best friend Jess, who's also called Jess, it's just people, people of a certain are. age, all, all, all women, 
born in the early 80s are called Jess or Amy. Um, <laughs> and, and my parents thought they were being really original. Yes, I did not. <laughs> Wrong. Um, but... Um, and I tweeted about that, and then this the the people who uh, make it audio always got in touch with me and said, "Oh, you know, it'd be nice to uh, get people to read those letters and say who they would want to write them to, because in a world, especially in a world where I live in, where you're only ever really called on to slag people off, yeah, uh, there is a sort of nice um, moment to take time for people to sit and be grateful and show gratitude for the people in their lives, which we rarely do um, yeah. in in life. So people come on and tell me who." They, and I, I basically it's like my power move um and also i'm just really good at getting people to tell me their secrets as well years and years of training that's great and partly some of that is because of my accent actually people trust you if you have a regional accent i mean people are right to trust me i'm not going around telling people their secrets <laughs> um but um yeah there is something about having a voice that people find um comforting not necessarily comforting yeah. is the right word but trustworthy it's like yeah. quickly you get over the line from having uh, a regional accent i would tell you i'd tell you everything <laughs> you absolutely not Boris, would though. he'd run away by the sounds of it well Boris <laughs> anyway. johnson's constituents come to me so. <laughs> <laughs> now jess phillips every week here we throw the island impression show which is basically a sing-song around the campfire to stop us from getting isolation madness michael's wearing his tuxedo full of sand it's also got crabs in this week disgusting so what impression would you like to do last week samantha baines did share so that's what you're looking to beat Theresa may i'll okay, do Theresa may <laughs> okay amazing <laughs> and who would you like me to be jess i would like you to be marilyn munro lovely oh. choice very <laughs> good and we'll save the boys impression as a surprise okay. last week they yeah. were the bgs which was amazing i don't know what group they're going to be this week i'm hopefully maybe boy zone or westlife <laughs> maybe hanson i'm on the edge of my log i mean i know was, what a choice we, that was that wow. was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna we're well, gonna we'll cross see. our fingers for boy zone um <laughs> Jess, could you please choose an out-of-copyright song for us to sing, please? Um, so I, I would like to choose This Little Light of Mine, which I believe to be out of copyright. Thank you so That's much. Right. Then we won't get hunted down by PRS. This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, <clears throat> I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Please welcome my right honorable friend, Marilyn Monroe. This little diamond of mine, I'm going to shine this little diamond of mine I'm gonna let it shine daddy this little diamond of mine I'm going to let it shine let it shine let it shine let it shine okay boys it's your turn tell us who are you going to be Tonight, Jess, we're, we're going, going to be, be the Bee Gees. What about Poison? This fake tenor of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. 
for joining us here on the island and indeed on Stars in Your Ears. We would be delighted if you would join us in Kitch's shelter. He's just built an extension. It was for Michael, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind another night sleeping under the stars. He does have his crabs for company this time. Uh, no, thanks. I'll take my chances back in the wilderness. You're lost, Jess. If I see you again, I will catch you and I will eat you. Goodbye! have you been sending recordings of your impressions to jessrobinson email at gmail.com which are wonderful and will be featured in future episodes there's still room for more by the way but a few of you have also taken it upon yourselves to send in some desert island jokes well two of you and the boys have chosen their favorite to read for you now take it away this one is from gary shelford michael rob and kitsch are stranded on a desert island One day, a magic lamp washes up on shore. Michael rubs the lamp, a genie appears, and promises them one wish each. Michael says, I wish I was back at my favourite cocktail bar in London, wearing a smoking jacket, drinking slow gin, and listening to Ella Fitzgerald. So the genie magically whisks him away. Rob says, I wish I was back in Brighton in my favourite bar, drinking an IPA while listening to Beyonce. And the genie magically whisks him away. Then it was just Kitch left on the island. He says to the genie, It's a bit lonely here now. I wish my two bandmates were back here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, poor Kitch. Then what happens? Does he cry? Uh, Well, that's the end of the joke. What? Well, it's not very funny. It's more of a story, really, isn't it? Does he get his friends back? Yeah, do I? We explained it to you, Kitch, yes. Oh, good. Oh, phew. I don't think you get it. I told you. Well, thanks for coming back, guys. I really love you. I love a happy ending. Right, let me explain this from the beginning. Hmm. Oh, 